G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. People are being saved, they're coming to faith, they're repenting. But not all things have been set to right just yet. Not not yet. He still has to come back. He still has to sit on his father's throne. There has to be a completion of it. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been enjoying a fascinating exploration of Passover, what it means to the Jewish people, the significance, the history of it, but also about the Christian history and the events of the first Passover and how all the different elements of the Passover meal apply to the Jews and also to us as believers. We are going to wrap up this series today and continue to look at these last few elements of the Passover meal and find out how Jesus himself has been presented to the world as the Passover lamb. Yeah, and it's a shame that for so many years, so many Christians were oblivious to just how Jewish the um, what we call the, the Last Supper really was. It wasn't just a get-together meal to say farewell. It was a Passover Seder, a Passover meal. Um, and of course, Jesus is our Passover lamb. Mm. And so if he's the Passover lamb, then Everything about Passover has to point to him, as do all the feasts. I might add the seven mandatory feasts. So we've been going through all the various different steps when you have a Passover meal. We went through all of the elements that were on the Seder plate that usually take center stage in the t- in, on the table and what they represented. And we got up to, um, we're now up to the third cup. And uh, we mentioned there were four cups of wine that are part of the ceremony for the Passover meal. And they are all representative of four I will statements that, that God made towards his people, what he would do on their behalf in delivering them and redeeming them from this bondage and slavery. So we're up to the third cup, and it's called the, the cup of redemption. So this at the Passover Seder, they always set at the table, because it's always a beautifully set table, they always set a particular seat, and it remains empty. It has a special goblet. It's the seat for the prophet Elijah. Now, in Malachi 4.5, it says, Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord, and he'll restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, so that I won't come and smite the land with a curse. So there is this belief and understanding by the Jewish people that before redemption comes, before the Messiah comes, Elijah the prophet will come first. Mm. And for us who are believers in Jesus, we go, well, he already did because it was John the Baptist. We call him John the Baptist. He was just John who baptized people. (laughs) John the baptizer. But (laughs) Jesus actually identified him, didn't he, to his disciples. He said he he was the Elijah that was uh, foretold. Precisely. So there's this, like when you look at the way the Jewish people believe and think and are longing for Messiah, I mean, Paul said in Romans that they're blinded in part. Everything about Messiah, his coming, the expectation about what is going to happen in the world before he comes, they've got it. Their blind spot, the, the part where they're blinded in part, 
is just to Jesus. Mm. They know Elijah's got to come. They know all these things have got to happen and they're longing for it. They're watching for it. They're seeing all the signs. It's that one sticking point, that blind spot of Jesus that mm. they can't see past. And there's sometimes we sit and, Ian and I sit and listen to Jewish talkback radio from Israel and, and there's rabbis talking about when Messiah comes. One of them one day turned around and said, and yeah, don't, let's not forget, he's going to ride into the city on a donkey. Oh, really? And Ian and I going, tearing your hair out, but he, <laughs> <laughs> he already did. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's the frustration that one sticking point they mm. can't see. This is fascinating. So, you know, they're expecting Elijah to come. Now, it's usually at this part where they send the youngest people at the table, usually kids, go and find the Afrikoman, the piece of bread, the Mm -hmm. matzo bread that was wrapped. So they go and find that. And then when they find it, there's this great rejoicing because, as it means, that which was to come. Has come. Yeah. So there's rejoicing. They've found the hidden, uh, the hidden matzo bread. They all partake of it. And then whoever that youngest child is goes to the front door and they open it up. Has Elijah come yet? Wow. They're waiting for him. That's part of the trip. Open the door. Is he here? <sighs> Drats. No, yeah. he's not here. Next time. Next time. <laughs> so it's really fantastic. Like, yeah. it's a very, as I said before, Judaism is a very practical faith. And so they they believe literally these things are going to happen. We know literally they already have, but that's the expectation that they have. Okay, so then we go on to point number 11 or stage number 11, and this is the fourth cup. This is the cup of thanksgiving and hope, and you made mention of this in, in one of our previous yeah. programs, Robbo. This is, this is what actually closes the Seder meal. This Seder is about the redemption that God brought. And when the the Jews were delivered from Egypt, they were redeemed from their slavery. They were protected from death. There was great rejoicing. Even when Pharaoh's army chased after them, they they got across the Red Sea and God delivered them again and protected them. And then what did they do? They sang and they danced and they rejoiced. Mm. They rejoiced at what God had done in delivering them and giving them salvation, no longer living under this burden they couldn't bear, this slavery to sin mm. and they were now redeemed and so you have this this final cup this cup of thanksgiving god cannot lie so when he makes a promise that i'm going to deliver he will mm. he can't lie but it's believed that this is the particular cup during what we call the last supper but it was the passover seder that jesus had with his disciples they believe that this was the cup of wine that he said he wouldn't drink Actually, you mentioned it, so maybe you would like to read that verse from Matthew twenty six twenty nine. Yeah, so it's uh, Jesus speaking here, and he says, I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So he's uh, basically stopping himself from drinking that yep. fourth cup. And says, I will drink it again, but not until we're in exactly. my father's kingdom. Exactly. Because at that point, he hadn't yet shed his blood, mm. which means the redemption for the souls of mankind had not yet been paid. Mm. But it, it went goes further than that because between the time that Jesus died to now, people are being saved. They're coming to faith. They're repenting. But not all things have been set to right just yet. Not not yet. He still has to come back. He still has to sit on his father's throne. There has to be a completion of it. Do you remember when Mary had the uh, visitation from Gabriel 
and says, you're going to conceive. And she says, well, how can that be? And Mm. he says, well, the Holy Spirit. But then this is what Gabriel said to Mary. It's in Luke 1, 31 to 32. He says, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he'll be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. You know, he's never sat on the throne of his father David yet. Yeah, that's right. That's still to come. This is still history future. It's definite history, but it hasn't happened yet. One day he's coming back and the close of all history when he sets all things to right and the redemption plan that starts with Passover, finishes with tabernacles, began, we read it from Genesis and it completes in Revelation Mm. when he sets all things to right. That's when we will be reunited with him and that's when he's going to drink that cup of thanksgiving. He'll have Mm. every right to drink it for what has been accomplished. We look at these feasts. We read them, which and, and it's a dangerous thing in that we can become very focused on getting through the next chapter. And there's nothing wrong with reading it. We should be reading it. But sometimes we're just reading the words on a page. I remember once somebody saying that they were reading their allotted passage of Scripture for the day, and when they thought about it, they suddenly thought, oh, it's like I read those words and I didn't even stop for the little pauses. I'm mm. just reading the words. Yeah. So he went back and read it a little bit slower and a little bit slower again until it started to sink in. And it's like that when we look at the feast. We think, oh, yeah, there was a Passover feast. Oh, yeah, there was Purim. Oh, yeah, they've got Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights. But they are so deep and rich with meaning mm. that if we would slow down a little bit and examine them, we see Jesus in every single portion of them. Really is so exciting to understand. And yeah. next time on the program, we're actually going to look at another feast, which does flow straight on yep. from Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So we'll explore that and understand more about it next time on Foundations. And a reminder, you can download and read all the notes from this series on the website, vision.org.au slash foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.